Well, hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Pastor Spencer here, as always, with my my co-host, Pastor Mike Brewer. What's happening? I was about to say, um, I wanted to say my partner in crime, but for whatever reason, what came to mind was my knight in shining armor. (laughs) That makes more sense coming from you, yeah. I almost said that. And now you did. We can't hear you at all. Really? I hear me. Are you there? Yes. Oh, there you are. Yeah. That was weird. So anyways, uh, my my <laughs> knight in shining armor slash co-host slash partner in crime. You'd be surprised how often I hear that. <laughs> Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe it just makes perfect sense to you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dude, all right. So... Uh, the coronavirus right now, we got to talk about this because, um, not to be confused with the Miller light virus, correct. Or the Bud Light or the, uh, High Life or the, what you going to name all the beers? If you want. this virus. It's your show. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, it's not my show. <laughs> Are we even allowed to talk about beer on this podcast? <laughs> I think, I think so. I think maybe if we were SBC, we couldn't, but since we're CMA. We're fine. <laughs> it's a good thing no SBC people listen to this. Oh, maybe they do. Maybe. Of the seven people that listen to this, it's possible that one is SBC. It's SBC, yeah. Yeah, possibly. Well, we're not trying to offend anybody. <laughs> I promise. Not, not yet. <laughs> not yet. We're just getting started, happen. though. <laughs> it's really early. <laughs> um, no, but for real, though, this coronavirus, that's, that is... Uh, you know, pretty, pretty serious. Everybody's freaking out about it. And I don't want to get into all of the, the <laughs> politics behind it or any of that kind of crazy stuff. But, um, I, I did have one thought. I bring this up for one reason, because I wonder what I'm about to share with you. I wonder if it's a good thing or a bad thing for me personally, whenever stuff like this happens in our world where, like it seems like the whole world latches onto something, um, you know, that's seemingly pretty serious, and a lot of people get uh, great anxiety over it or freak out about it. I tend to not. Like I tend to remain like peaceful and calm, and like you know what? Yeah, it's not good, and I hate that people are dealing with this, but I'm not. I don't. Doesn't really change me at all. Do you right. think that's a good thing or a bad thing? I think it can be both because I always have the same response to things. I'm just like, you know, okay, whatever. Yeah. But then at the same time, it could it could be a real imminent threat to you, and then you still are like, uh-uh. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the worst that could happen <laughs> besides die? You know, like, <laughs> right. The, yeah, that's like I kind of have the same problem. Yeah. So I was talking about this with somebody yesterday, and, and I shared that with him. I was like, you know, this is kind of how I feel about it, and <laughs> would you think this is a good thing or a bad thing? And and he said the same thing. He was like, you know, I, th- I think partially it can be both. I think sometimes uh, people, uh, you know, like like myself that have a tendency to always just be calm. You know, I don't really uh, get super up or down about a lot of things. Um, people with that tendency sometimes can allow that to lead them to complacency, mm. which is not good. Um, 
you know, because like like what's going on is serious and it's something to to be concerned about. It's something where I do need to be washing my hands a lot and <laughs> you know what I mean and which which one time would be more more <laughs> an increase for you. So thank you. It's not true. <laughs> not true but anyways like it is something that i can't i don't need to be complacent about but at the same time um i think what's beautiful like as a christian is you know in the midst of the chaos going on in the world you know we can still have peace and comfort you know knowing that uh ultimately god's got this you know and everything in the end will be all right and and that's kind of where my default is um and so I was just encouraged to hear, like, I don't know that there's necessarily anything wrong with me that I'm not freaking out about this, but um, but it's definitely not something I want to be complacent about. Right. Because there's, there's the other side, too. Like, I have the same attitude toward it, but then I also will have moments throughout the day where I'm like, oh, I think I have coronavirus, and then I'm not <laughs> worried about it. Like, I was at the gym last night, and I'm just on the treadmill, just doing my normal uphill walk, and... All of a sudden, I started feeling weak all over my body and lightheaded. And I was like, hmm, what if my blood sugar's low or maybe I have coronavirus? Yeah, coronavirus. And I have like this this momentary serious thought, oh, maybe I do have it because they say you don't you won't notice like the right, right. symptoms right away. Right. And I'm like, no, it's probably because I didn't have any carbs for dinner. <laughs> I'm like, okay, either way, whatever. I'm going to get some carbs. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I do. I mean uh, – to all y'all listening, let's take it seriously. Let's let's wash our hands and stop touching our face, which is apparently what the CDC is saying. Everybody's like, <laughs> I saw this meme the other day. I think it was yesterday. And it was like, the CDC was like, uh, you know, the, the coronavirus is serious, but, you know, the, the, the right precautions are just to wash your hands regularly and well and to not touch your face. Well, I don't understand the not touch your face. Smart me up on, um, on not touching my face. I just think you can transmit a lot of germs. Because my face is cool, and sometimes I just can't resist you just it. Touch yeah, it. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, is, that, is it just because there's holes in your face that are spewing things so. out? Yeah, I think so. I, I Honestly, I don't know. I don't know the science behind it. But if if the CDC says don't, I just think you can transmit a lot of, a lot of disease that way for whatever reason. So just don't touch your face, Mike. That's all I'm trying to say to you. Okay. But sharing anyways, Sharing the, tissues, bad. <laughs> Right. Okay. I'm just trying to. You yeah, said take exactly. it seriously. I want to make sure I got yeah. everything covered. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Kissing strangers. No. Don't do that. Okay. Right. Yeah. All the stuff that you usually do, don't do. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> now that we've lost 99% of our audience. <laughs> so, anyways, this meme, I'm trying to tell you something funny. Oh, okay. okay. Right. So, this meme, it was like uh, CDC, you know, wash your hands and don't touch your face. And then it was like general public. And then the next line was like general public. All right, that sounds great. Uh, I'm also going to stop drinking Corona beer. And it was like, CDC, no, you don't have to do that. Just don't touch your face or wash your hands. And I was like, all right, great. Uh, I'm going to buy the mask. I'm going to buy up all these, you know, those, those masks. And the CDC's like, listen, it's probably not going to help you out very much. Just wash <laughs> your hands and don't touch your face. <laughs> and it was just like one after another just kept going back. And I was just like, that's so funny because that's us. That's humanity. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, the... The the people that know what they're talking about are tell us this is all you got to do. This is the only thing that's really going to help you, you know, as far as precaution goes. And everybody's like, all right, yeah, that sounds great. But I'm also going to try all these other things <laughs> that aren't going to help. But because the world does it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's so, funny. Yeah, I thought it was funny. 
So let's uh, get into our, <laughs> our discussion <All> right. today. <laughs> We've wasted enough time. Um, Mike wrote a, a, a beautiful uh, devotion this week on Matthew chapter 20 um, called, it's simply just called Desire. And uh, the, the verses that he wrote on are Matthew 20, uh, verses 33 and 34. And they say, Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you? And he asked, or that's what he asked. Excuse me. I'm going to start that over again. You should. Yeah, that was terrible. (laughs) That was really bad. (laughs) That was really bad. Uh, Matthew 20, verses 33 and 34 says, Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. Lord, they answered, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them, touched their eyes, and immediately they received their sight and followed him. Uh, So, Mike, why don't you read your devotion, and we'll talk about it. All right. Are you ever surprised with what Jesus says or does? How about when a few blind men need healed, and they called out to Jesus for mercy? Jesus asked them what they desire. His followers already were interacting with these blind men while they were calling out for help. Jesus had to know they were blind before talking to them. Instead of just healing them, he asked them what they desire. The text literally tells us that Jesus had compassion for these men. We expect that. I don't think we always expect that compassion to come in the form of Jesus caring about what we desire. As we explore the character of Jesus through these writings, I think it's important to stop and notice that Jesus does care about our desires, not just our needs. Several times throughout Scripture, we see Jesus asking people what they desire before he ever talks about sin or following him. One last thought. At the end of the story, we see what happens immediately after their healing. The two men got up and followed Jesus. We serve a God who is compassionate and cares about our desires. Does that surprise you? Often, as believers, we hear bits and pieces from messages or opinions about the character of Jesus. As this happens, we form opinions and make assumptions. This causes us to miss important pieces of the character of the God we serve. Assumptions and opinions that hinder us from taking up our cross and following him. That's good. I love it. I think it's 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 uh you know brief to the point and I think it it touches um an important as you were kind of alluding to an important characteristic of who Jesus is to us, uh who he desires to be to us that we miss sometimes. Uh so what what are your kind of initial thoughts on where where uh, the inspiration for this came from? Was uh, as I was reading this week's reading I there's always a lot, right? right? Two chapters in a gospel, there's just a lot. And I usually am drawn to the one that makes me shake my head or wonder about something. But <laughs> I just noticed that these two blind dudes are on the side of the road, right? And then Jesus and his whole crew are, are rolling up, and they're calling out saying, have mercy, have mercy. And Jesus just it's, it just seems like Jesus just keeps rolling, right? It doesn't right. stop. And then it's like his disciples and followers are just like, Yo, you guys need to shut up. We're <laughs> we're gonna keep moving, and uh, finally Jesus is like, "Wait a second, what 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 do you two want? What do you desire?" And knowing full well these these guys, he means pass them up. They're they're already interacting with the disciples, and then Jesus is like, "What do you desire?" Mm-hmm. He knows they want healed for their for their right. their eyesight, but he says, "What do you desire?" That's weird to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be weird like if if I saw you, like you would just ran like the flying pig marathon and 
you were thirsty, I would know that you probably a want to sit down or and b need something to drink if you haven't had any water. Right. I wouldn't say, "Hey Spencer, you want some water?" <laughs> right. Like, I would. I would just have it there for you. Right. And so, for him, you wouldn't have to ask what I desire. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and and to that, Jesus didn't have to ask. Right. What they desire, but he did. Right. And that was interesting to me that he actually actually does care. And if you look at look throughout the Gospels, you'll see a ton of times where Jesus talks to people and either asks them what they desire, heals them, makes them whole in some way, before he brings up what they've done wrong right. or or telling them to follow telling them to follow him. And that's interesting to me that he cares about us first before he asks anything of us. Yeah. Yeah. That so so that was that was that. And then and then I just thought to myself, like, do we know that? Is that going to wow. be a surprise to, to many people that Jesus cares? And if, and if so, why is that? Is a, because Christians don't do a good job of reading Scripture. Yeah. And B, we have all these voices around us saying, Jesus is this, Jesus did that, that's not true, Jesus was whatever. Um, and so assumptions, opinions form in our head of the character of Jesus and the reality is we have people that wrote these stories that or wrote these these books that were there right. and saw this stuff happen. So we we have an, an account that tells us the character of Jesus by eyewitnesses. And if we would just read it, yeah. if I would just read it more, I would know more of the character of Jesus. Wow. So so that that was it. I think it's I think it's important to know that uh also that as soon as they were healed, as soon as they realized Jesus cared. They got up and followed Jesus. Um, There's an old saying, kind of, it's more in the business world, but people don't know, people people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Yeah. So it's it's hard as a leader to get someone to follow you unless the people know you care. Wow. And that's kind of this kind of what I see here. Like these guys were just, you know, they're blind; they can't see Jesus, but they're they're hoping he's the one, probably, and. Jesus stopped and they realized he cared and they got up and followed him. So that was just a big deal to me. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think it is that like, we'll just stick specific with this, uh, the context of what you wrote. Why do you think it is that, that we, um, either as, as followers of Jesus and, and especially those that aren't struggle with, uh, believing that Jesus cares about our desires. Why do you think that is? It doesn't always follow the narrative, maybe. Like, we, we okay. love the narrative as believers that says uh, sinners are, are bad and they're going to hell, right? They need to repent. They need yeah. to get right in order to, to, to be one of us. Right. But the reality is Jesus is in constant pursuit of those who are lost. Wow. The lost sheep parable tells us Jesus was in pursuit of the sheep that was lost and left all the other sheep, all these stupid sheep behind that could have just walked off a cliff. And he's like, I want that one. Um, just, just little things like that. Like when Jesus said, um, uh, what's the verse I'm thinking of? He said, uh, Hmm. I hate it when I lose my train of thought, especially (laughs) when I'm recording something, uh, Jesus caring more about, the sheep was lo- that was, or the sheep that was lost. It's still the sheep story, it's, but it's in a different spot. Caring more about the lost sheep than the ones who never strayed. Yeah, and that's actually in Matthew. Yes, yeah. we just read that. Yeah, right. Um, we we miss that 
because yeah. we're so focused on you're bad, you're evil, you're a sinner, you're nothing without Jesus. We miss those points. And the, th- the thing of it is you can't have one without the other. Wow. Yes, we're sinners and we need Jesus. But guess what? Jesus is in pursuit of you and cares more about you, the lost person or the sinner, than he does about the ones that are already here. Wow. He's more worried about bringing you back or bringing the parts of you that he can't have back because he cares about you yeah. than he is sending someone to hell, right? It even says it in that, that same passage in Matthew where he says he cares more about the lost sheep that, it, that the, father would, the father would rather have no one go that path because he loves us all so much. Right. So I think, I think we just miss it because the narrative is generally skewed toward, uh, toward uh, barking at sin or, or, or sinners or what's, yeah. what we're doing wrong. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And, and I think to add to that too, we also have the, you know, the narrative as a believer that says there is, like God has given us a you know, specific set of guidelines to live this life by. And so, you know, we, we shouldn't have any desires outside of those guidelines. And so we get caught up in that idea of, well, maybe this is, maybe this isn't. Uh, a desire of mine that fits into to God's word or it fits into his, you know, the life that he's called me to live. Uh, you know, maybe he likes this, maybe he doesn't kind of thing. And we get caught up in these, I think back and forth, um, uh, these, these thoughts, these like wrestling, these competing thoughts that say Jesus does care about me. And I believe that, but maybe there are aspects of my life desires that I have that he doesn't care about. And so we have these competing thoughts, and I think it also just creates chaos in the midst or, or confusion, distortion in the midst of this picture that we see as Jesus. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at is there's so many different, there's so many different opinions and voices being thrown at us, uh, some from the outside world and some from even inside ourselves that are trying to give us these incomplete pictures of who Jesus is. When, if we would just read scripture, take time to actually read these stories from these eyewitness accounts of who Jesus is, we'll get a f- better, fuller, clearer picture of, of really uh, the love and the care that Jesus has for us. And I just think that's a beautiful thing. Um, and I also wanted to add, though, to that, you know, there's the passage that says uh, that God will give us, grant us the desires of our heart. That word desire we see there again. And um, I think there's a lot of, we've talked about this before, but there's also a lot of different opinions as far as what that verse is specifically talking to. Um, What I don't believe that verse means is like, uh, if those guys were like blind, but they were like, oh, but we want this, our desires to have this new donkey to ride on you know what i mean I was yeah or if they yeah <laughs> i was trying really to wanted the new iphone 11 <laughs> exactly Jesus that, would that's just be like what? no no you don't need that right Keep that's walking. what i yeah <laughs> that's what i was trying to make that comparison between what what we now see as like a corvette they would see as like a new donkey or a, does I mean, that a, make sense a camel, a camel. <laughs> anyways you know what i'm trying to say you know they a lot of times i don't think that that's what that means is if we like if there are our real needs that we have yet yeah. what we're asking jesus for is just this 
you know, materialistic, whatever. Um, you know, that's not a, I don't think that's a desire of our heart that God's going to grant. Um, but what I do believe that verse speaks to in a beautiful way is as we stay close to Jesus, <clears throat> as we stay deep in relationship with him, the desires of our heart are going to be God-given. Yeah. And now, as you're choking to death, or like, um, Sorry. all I can think about is what was good currency back in those days. I want to know what, you know, what, <laughs> what would they need? Like, you know, if someone's in jail and you can get, they can somehow get them cigarettes. They're rich in jail, right? They've got it. So I wonder what these two blind guys would have needed or wanted outside of their sight. <laughs> now it's all I can think about. I'll be thinking of the rest of the day. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Um, I don't even remember what I was saying, but I just think, I don't know that this was, a, this was a good discussion. Uh, you know, I think that we, we need to be better at, as the church, we need to do a better job at painting a clearer, fuller picture of who Jesus is. And, uh, I think we do sometimes get caught up in, uh, one opinion or another. And we uh, often preach incomplete pictures of who Jesus is. And, uh, one, that needs to be an encouragement and a challenge to us as leaders to do a better job. Uh, but let that also be an encouragement and a challenge to you as to anybody as a follower of Jesus, whether you're in church leadership or just or not, whether you're you know, just a, uh, a follower and attender of, of a local church. Make sure you're in your word reading. Make sure you're, you're, you're taking the time to dive deeper into relationship with Jesus yourself so that he can reveal to you who he is. You know, I think uh, our our world, as you mentioned, Mike, is so full of people's opinions. So full of full of of uh, you know, we we can hear whatever opinion we want to hear. We can find it whenever we want to find it. Um, but God, I think in His in His wisdom, is like, listen, if you truly want to know who I am, please come to me, and I'll tell you. And uh, so that needs to be a challenge to us that we would spend more time uh, in our words, spend more time in prayer and communication with God, just saying, God, uh, reveal to me who you are. You know, reveal to me the fullness of, of who you created me to be and uh, continue to remind me that you do care about me. You do care about my desires as I, as I follow you. Any last thoughts? No. That's that's pretty good. Um, so you end with uh, an action and a prayer, and your action says, consider that Jesus really does care about your desires, and also consider the importance of reading Scripture. We really just kind of talked about those things. but Yeah, you know, you know how I always am. I, I, I think it's important that we sit in whatever we've been, what God's trying to tell us. Yeah. Think about it. We say we don't have time, but we do. Right. We, have, we have time to listen to 20 podcasts or, or binge something on Netflix. Just spend spend the day thinking about the character of Jesus how important it is to read scripture and how much he actually cares about just think about it yeah yeah that's good uh, and then the prayer you say thank god for being a compassionate god that loves and cares about you mike would you um just as we close pray yeah. for us and then uh we'll finish our time all right god thank you so much for your word thank you that we can get small glimpses in a big book about your character and who you are. Um, I just pray that as a family, as a church, as a family, we dive into your scripture and we understand the value of it. And we understand that 
there's a lot to learn about you. And uh, it starts with knowing that you're a compassionate, loving God who cares about us. So, uh, God, I just thank you so much for that. And I pray that that penetrates all of our hearts. And uh, let's pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Mike, thank you again for uh, this devotion. Um, thank you all for listening. Sorry we were kind of all over the place today. <laughs> today, hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by something that you heard. Um, we really appreciate that you guys take the, the time to listen to uh, <laughs> our discussions. Um, hopefully our next episode, potentially, I don't know if I've told you this yet, Mike, but potentially our next episode, if not the the very next one, it'll be the one after that. Uh, we'll have another guest with us, which Ooh. I'm excited about. Can't wait. And uh, he doesn't know yet that he want, that he's going to be an actual guest. He said that he wanted to just come sit in and, and watch us do this and listen mm. to us do this. And I was like, nah, it's mm. not how that works. Nope. <laughs> You're going to be on it. So, uh, <laughs> so anyways, uh, I'm excited about that. So that'll be uh, coming up here, hopefully this next one or the, the one after that. Uh, whenever we can get them in here. So anyways, we're excited. Um, we thank you for, for being a part of this today. Uh, subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. Uh, leave a comment or a question um, if, if you have one. And if you have some, I don't think I've ever mentioned this before, but if, if there's something that you, that you want us to be praying about or something that you want more information on, uh, please uh, shoot that our way so that we can connect with you. Um, if you go to our website at calvaryalliancechurch.org, uh, there's a place there where you can submit prayer requests, and we have a team of people that uh, are are actively engaged in in praying for uh, your requests. And uh, and in in the midst of that too, if you want to talk to to a pastor or whatever the case may be, we have uh, that available as well. Um, so. Thank you again. Thank you, Mike, for being here. And we will talk to you all later. Bye.